0: Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2022. Come on, somebody. Like, where has the time gone, man? But it's a a brand new year. And I I tell you, man, I'm so excited about all the new that God has in store for you. Um, I'm so excited about all the new that God has in store for us as a church in 2022, because I'm telling you, all the things that God has showed me and all the things God has spoken to me is absolutely incredible. And man, I can't wait to reveal these things to you over the weeks and the months ahead, but you're gonna have to keep coming back to hear these things unravel. I asked the Lord how much I could share today, and the only thing he said to me was share this, that where we're headed is so much greater than where we've been. Amen. Amen. That where we're headed is so much greater than where we've been. And listen, I'm so grateful for everything God has done in this place. But, but I'm telling you, in Christ, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. God is not finished with us yet as long as we got breath in our body. God's got great plans. He's got hopes and futures for us to prosper us, not to harm us. Amen. And so the best is yet to come. Matter of fact, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 says this, no eye has seen nor ear has heard, nor imagined in the hearts of men what God has prepared for those who love him. What God has prepared. See, see God's already prepared 2022 for you and me, for all those that, that love him. The Bible also says this, that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine according to the power that's at work within us, according to the faith that's at work within us. And the Bible says that faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. And so with all that being said today, I declare by faith, the word of the Lord over this church that, that no eye has seen yet, nor ear has heard yet, nor has it even been imagined in the hearts of men yet what God has prepared for us who love him in 2022, amen. And I'm telling you, I believe that this year, right, will be the year that the, that the power of God will overshadow us. I'm telling you, I believe with all my heart that the glory of the most high will flow through us because we're gonna believe by faith. Someone shout faith. We're going to believe by faith, man, that even greater works than these will we do. This is literally what Jesus said. He said, he literally said, greater works will you do because I go to be with the father. And so everything you ask in my name will be given to you. That's the Bible. And the reason it'll happen because God's word declares it over us. And this is the year, man, that that we're going to receive it, believe it and walk in it. So 2022, ready or not, here we come. I'm just saying, ready or not. And listen, we're not gonna come in our own power. We're not gonna come in our own own might, but rather we're gonna come in the spirit of the most high God, amen. And I believe that in 2022, man, we're gonna walk in the authority of the almighty. I believe it. I've been speaking it and praying it. And so that means whatever we bind on earth is what, bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on the earth is loosed in heaven. Amen. Will we have the faith to believe it? And I'm telling you, man, weak Christianity ends today. Weak sissified faith has to remain in 2021 in Jesus name. It's got to stay there. It can't come with us. We, we bind the doubt and the fear and all that crap back in 2021. It can have it. It can keep it. If you haven't figured it out yet, I'm pumped up today. Because, man, it's Baptism Sunday. Come on, somebody. It's amazing. I'm so excited about it. And, and the reason I'm so excited is because the word of God is true. D- did you know that? It's, it's true. Like It has to come to pass. So everything that God has spoken over us has to come to us. And there's nothing that worthless devil can do to stop us. You know why? Because of God before us, nothing and no one can stand against us. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. It's incredible. And so I'm so excited about what God has revealed to me for this upcoming year. But, you know, God put a caveat with it like he normally does, right? He says, if you do this, then this will happen, right? And as he was revealing these things to me, what he said to me was this, according to your faith, let it be done. According to your faith, let it be done. And I knew what he was saying to me. He was saying, if you guys will believe me, if you will believe me with a certainty of all the good things I've prepared for you, then you will receive it in this year ahead of you. According to your faith, let it be done. And so CWC, 2022 is the year of faith in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, that's the word of the Lord over our church is is faith. Come on, tell your neighbor, you gotta have faith. Tell him, gotta have faith. That's that's the word of the Lord. Here's the thing, right? Because every single time, the disciples were fearful. Every time that the disciples did not see a miracle. Do you know what Jesus' response was? Oh, ye of little faith. Every single time, oh, ye of little faith. Telling us this, our faith in Jesus can be so powerful that nothing will be impossible for us who believe. For us who believe. See, faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the substance of things not yet seen. So that healing that we're hoping for Come on, that provision that we've been praying for, even though we can't see how it's going to come, we trust and believe by faith that God will cause it to come. In Jesus' name, nothing will be impossible. That's literally what Jesus says to us, Matthew 17. He says, truly I say to you, if you have faith, the size of a mustard seed, just a little bit of faith. If you, the size of a mustard seed, you can tell a mountain to move from here to there. And it'll have to obey you because nothing will be impossible for you if you believe me. If you believe our faith is supposed to be the power source, our power source for everything in this life. And man, I've been praying over 2022 and asking God, petitioning God, God, send the Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit to pour out the gift of faith. See, when we come to Christ, each have been dealt a measure of faith, but then there's the gift of the Holy Spirit called faith that causes us to believe even though we can't see. It causes us to walk by faith and not by sight. It causes us to trust God even in the midst of all the trials and the turmoil to know that he's going to bring about all the good he has prepared for us. And the reason going will pour out this gift of faith is so that we start to operate as the church Instead of just talking like a church. And, and there's, the there's a difference between the two. Yeah. Operating as the church and, and talking like a church. There's so many churches out there would identify as being a church, but yet don't have the power of God to back them up. Right. It's, just, it's just the truth. And here's the travesty of that in, in so many churches is the church in Acts operated in the power of God. Operated in the power of God. And if we say we believe the word of God, the word of God says this, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That, that there is no, no change in him, no, no variation or shadow due to change. He, he's the same in the book of Acts as he is today. So that means there's no way that we shouldn't be operating in the power of the Almighty. No way at all. I've heard so many people say to me, well, the power of God left when the apostles died. That's the argument. Can, can, I, just, can I just tell you that's nowhere in the Bible? It's absolutely zero places in the Bible. It's not there. Now, you can take things out of context and make it say what you think it says, right? You can do that, but, but it's, not, it's not in the scriptures. Matter of fact, Jesus says something completely opposite, completely opposite of that. He literally looks at the disciples and he says this to him. He says, You guys believe me because you see me. But those that haven't seen me and yet still believe me, they'll be even more blessed by me. Walk with more power, blessed with more favor, blessed with more authority. They'll be more blessed. And, church, if we tap into the truth of our faith and do not doubt, If you pray and you pray in faith without doubting, nothing will be impossible for those who believe. But again, according to your faith, let it be done. What do you believe in God for this year? What are you praying for this year? What are you trusting God for in this upcoming year? Are you relying on God or on your own talents, on your own giftings, on your own abilities? See, our faith is us partnering with God. Did you know that? That's what our faith does. It partners us with God. Our our faith is to allow the power of God to operate in us and through us so that we bring him glory on the earth. That's what faith is meant for. And so, man, I, I believe that in 2022, man, God's gonna impart the gift of faith upon this church in Jesus' name so that we start seeing a greater number of people saved so that we see a greater number of people healed, so that we see a greater number of people set free, so that we see a greater number of people operating in a greater measure of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because in the end days, man, there will there'll be people who see visions and dream dreams. They'll see the glory of God. Revival is going to hit the earth. And I I believe that's that's where we're heading. And so, listen faith is our word, faith is our prayer, faith is our aim this year as a body of believers. Someone shout faith. Come on, faith. Faith. And so, we're going to start out this, this new year with a message titled A Cleansing Faith. A Cleansing Faith. And what a great word to, to start off the year with. And listen, I love, I absolutely love the new year. I, re, I really do, Be, because it, it gives us an opportunity to, to reset and refresh ourselves, right? To, re, to refocus, that's what the, the new year does for us, which is why we see everybody making New Year's resolutions, right? Because they're trying to reset and refocus and, and refresh. But, but can, I, can I tell you something? A new year has no power to bring about a new you. Newsflash, right? There's absolutely no power to bring about a new you. A new year doesn't have any power to refresh you. A new year doesn't have any power to to restart you, to bring about something new in your life. But but can I tell you this? Jesus does. Jesus, Jesus has that power. See, in the Bible, it says this, in Christ, we are a new, someone shout new. new. We are a new creation. The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. How awesome is that? I don't know about you, but that excites me. I'm so excited that it's, it's by grace through faith that we have been saved Not a work from ourselves, but it's the free gift of God through Christ Jesus. What a beautiful gift God has given us through Jesus. It's amazing. And we can't earn it. We can't do enough to deserve it. All we can do is believe it, receive it, and walk in it by faith. And God just gives it because he's good. And it's through that process of of faith, right, that we're made brand new that we have a fresh start, a new slate to life, if you will. It's through that process of faith that we're refreshed and renewed, not because it's a new year. You know, many years ago, the Lord spoke to me to do a baptism service to open up every year, to start off the new year. Because he said to me, he said, I'm going to use a cultural celebration to bring about a spiritual change. I'm gonna use a cultural celebration to bring about a spiritual change. See, people say new year, new me. But see, the truth is, is that Jesus is the key to a new me. Jesus is. And see, if if we come into this new year, if you come into this new year with your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, then the new year through your faith in Jesus will make you a new you. Completely transform you and completely change you. And I absolutely love water baptism, right? I take great joy and great pleasure in getting to to baptize people into the family of God, baptizing people into a brand new relationship with Jesus because that's, that's what it represents. And I said this earlier, today we'll have nine people it's amazing, four in this connection time, five in the next connection time. Nine people who have declared, I have decided to follow Jesus and there's no turning back. I've decided to give my life to Jesus. And these nine people today, because they've put their faith in Jesus, in water baptism, then I'm telling you, by faith, they're gonna be made brand new. They'll be completely washed of all sin and all, that's what it represents. They will be dead in Christ, but to rise again in Christ. They'll be completely cleansed because man, we have a, we have a cleansing faith. And so here in a few moments, I'm gonna ask these brave and saved people to come up and stand in front of all of us. And I'm gonna dunk them in some water. Come on, somebody. <clears throat> they're gonna come up and they're gonna get water baptized. But before I, I do that, man, I'm, I'm going to speak just a little bit on water baptism. And here's why. See, in Proverbs chapter four, the Bible says this, in all your getting, get understanding. In all you're getting, pretty straightforward, get understanding. So I think it would be pretty unwise to open up the new year with baptisms and not speak just a little bit on what water baptism is. Now I'm not gonna preach on it because I need at least 50 minutes to preach. So I'm only gonna be able to speak on it. Everybody says, amen. He's not gonna preach long. Yeah. Because I think it's really good for us to get some understanding of what we are doing and why we are doing the things we are doing. Because listen, there are so many Christians out there just doing what other Christians tell them to do. It's true. There's so many Christians that just do what their parents tell them, to do. And listen, I'm, I'm not against you being obedient to your parents. You should be. Amen. But what I am saying is, is this, we shouldn't just do things because other people tell us to do things. We shouldn't just do things because other people are doing those things, man. We should be doing things because the Bible commands us to do those things. This is why we do it. And then what we do is when somebody says, yeah, the Bible says this, then you go and look it up. Listen to me, check everything I say against the word of God. Please do. Please do. And if I'm not preaching the word, I'd leave. I'm dead serious. I'd get up and walk out. Because the word of God's what brings life. That's what leads us to Christ. It's it's the word of, of God. And so when we look it up, what we're doing, we look it up in the Bible. We find it in the Bible. Then we need to get some understanding because in all you're getting, get some understanding. And so... Here at Community Worship Center, listen to me. One of the things that that, that we wanna do is not just talk about the message of the Bible, but we wanna live the method of the Bible. We don't wanna just talk about it. We wanna be about it, right? We want it to come out in the actions of our, our lives. And this is one of the reasons we do water baptisms, right? It's a way for us to be about it and not just talk about it. You know, one of the things I always say to the people about to get baptized, I say to them, this will probably be the very first message you've ever preached, getting baptized. Because this is what they are about to do, these nine people. Through their actions, they are preaching their faith in Jesus. That's exactly what they're doing. They're putting their faith to action. And they're saying, I've decided to follow him and there's no turning See, baptism is us putting action behind our words. Baptism is us putting action behind our faith. Did you know the Bible says this? Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is absolutely dead. So if we just talk about water baptism, but then we never do water baptism, then our faith is dead. that's, That's what it's saying. And so baptisms, it's a great opportunity for us to put our faith to work a great opportunity to do that. See, the Bible says that every single one of us have to repent and be baptized in the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sin. And if we say that we serve Jesus and we put our faith in Jesus in order to put our faith to work, then we are to get water baptized. And listen to me, if you've given your life to Christ, right, you've you've received this free gift from God, the salvation from God through Jesus, then you need to be baptized. If you've never done it, you need to do it. And, and I've heard people say to me, well, well, Pastor Keith, I was baptized as a baby. Okay, great. I'm sure you got pictures to prove it. But but the, truth, but the truth is you don't remember it. You have no clue you did it. Absolutely no clue. And water baptism is a decision between you and God, just you and him. See, someone back then, they told you, told someone to baptize you and then you were baptized. But you didn't make no decision on your own. You know, there's some, you know, theology in some Christianity that would say, well, if you get baptized, you're, you're going to heaven. Did you know that's not in the Bible? It is absolutely zero places in the Bible. So when people say stuff that's not in the Bible, you got to write it off. Like, well, that's, that's just opinion. And it's not a very good one at that. Water baptism, a decision, it's an outward decision of an inward action. That's what it is. But man, that's nowhere in in the scriptures. And so man, we wanna live the method of the Bible. And so water baptism is to be done when you've made your own decision to follow Jesus. And you say, now Lord, I've put my faith in you and I believe by faith that when I get baptized, that I come up, man, and I'm brand new. It's us putting our faith to work. It's us putting action to what we've been saying, water baptism, which ultimately then leads us into the fact that baptism is an act of obedience, is what it is. It's an act of obedience. Again, Acts 2 verse 38 says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the Lord Jesus for the forgiveness of sin. It's a It's an act of obedience. And and listen, why is it so important to be obedient? This is why. The Bible says, this is exactly what Jesus says. He says, I know who love me by those who obey me. So many Christians talk about, I love Jesus. He's my everything. He's my whatever, whatever. But not living in the obedience of, of what he says for us to live like. Obedience shows us our love for him. And so it's a great opportunity to love Jesus by obeying Jesus. In Matthew chapter 28, right, verse 19, Jesus makes this statement. He says, therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. And again, in all you're getting, get understanding. What we have to understand here is that this is Jesus's farewell speech. This is right before he's taken up to the Father, before he goes to heaven. And this is what he says. And I want you to think about that for a moment because because he could have said anything. Literally, he could have said anything he wanted to say. Hey, guys, listen, go build churches. Go build some big old churches. Go and, and, and build businesses. Go and build ministries. That's not what he says. He says, no, no, go. Make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if that's the very last thing, one of the last things that Jesus says, I think we'd be wise to to do what he says to do. In Galatians chapter three, verse 27, I absolutely love this text. It says this, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have now clothed yourselves in Christ. And I love that because this is what it's saying. This is what it's saying. It's saying, before you were baptized... You were wearing your own jersey and you represented your own team and you were the captain of your team, you were the leader of your team and it all fell to you. You had to call all the plays and come up with all the ways to make it through life. But then when you get baptized, you go down into the water wearing your own jersey but when you come up out of the water, you're wearing a Jesus jersey. You're now on his team because you've been clothed with Christ. And now you represent his team and he's the captain of his team. He's the leader of his team. And so now everything falls to him and on him and not on you. So no longer do you have to do all the scoring on offense. No longer you gotta make all the stops on defense. And let me let you in on a little secret. The, the, the team captain, this new team leader, this new team captain has never lost a battle. He's never lost a game. He is the undisputed, undefeated heavyweight champion of the world. And he'll never, ever lose. Never. And he'll never leave you nor forsake you. See, see this is what water baptism does. It identifies you in the team that you're on. Baptism is an action of identification. It's what it is. It's an outward, it's an, it's an outward action of an inward decision, right? It's one of the ways that we are identified as Christ followers. It's one of the ways that we are identified as believers. And I started to think about that and I started to think about how it's, it's sort of like this ring, right, sort of like my wedding ring, sort of like that, right? This ring lets everyone know I'm taken. It puts everybody on notice, right? I'm married, so back off. Like, you know what I'm, saying? Like, I'm taken, so don't come looking. That, that's, that's, literally, that's literally what it's, it's saying. This, this ring identifies that I'm married, that, that I'm no longer looking for someone to spend my life with. I've already found her. She, she's already mine, and I'm already her, hers, right? Like That's what this, this ring means. It's an outward identification of an inward action, see, this tells you I've already decided to give my heart to this woman for the rest of my life on this earth, that's what it says. And that's what baptism does for us. It's an outward action of an inward decision. It identifies whose team you are on. It puts everybody on notice, including all the gates of hell. You're on notice. Now look, when I was studying for this message, right. I started to do a little word study on the word baptism or baptized or baptized, right? And in the Greek, it means, it is the word is baptizo. And it just simply means to be cleansed, to be immersed in water, to be washed or to be bathed. That's literally what it means. And so I started to think about John the Baptist for a moment because in Matthew chapter three, he bursts on the scene, right? And John is the first person to introduce baptism. And in the way they describe it, he's the first person, which is why he's called John the Baptist, by the way. And John introduces this. And and what John would do is he would go out to a body of water. And in Matthew chapter three, it happened to be the Jordan River. And he would go out and he he would preach a really simple message. Very simple. He would start out, his opening line was repent. I might just start doing that every Sunday. Repent, like be my opening line to you. But he would say, repent, which simply means turn. That's all it means. To repent means to turn, to turn and go a different direction. In other words, I'm heading one direction and I need to turn and go a different direction. But then he got more specific in the message. He would say, repent and turn to God. Super important, by the way. Because, man, we can turn to a whole lot of other things. We could be headed in one direction, know that this direction is leading me to destruction. I know it. It's an addiction. It's a perversion. It's, it's all these different things, and I'm headed this way. And I know I need to turn. But a lot of times, people turn to other things other than God. They turn to a relationship. They turn to work to encompass themselves in their word. They'll turn to money. But see, none of those things can, can change your life. None of them. And see, John the Baptist knew this, so he said, repent and turn to God because God is the agent of change. He is. So he would say, repent, turn to God, be baptized for the kingdom of God is at hand. And the word that he used, baptizo, it was a cultural word. It wasn't a different word than what they had used. It was a cultural word. And so everyone knew what it meant. And everyone did it. Everybody was getting baptizo, right? Because they all bathed themselves. They all cleansed themselves. Now, maybe some of them should have bathed more than they did, but they would have done it. They all knew what it meant. They used this word in their every single day lives, right? I can literally hear the wives telling the husbands as they come in from work, you better go get baptizo before you get in this bed, right? Like I can hear them telling their kids, the moms, right? Yeah. Hey, it's, it's baptizo time. This is the word that they would use to talk about they needed a bath, they needed to be cleansed. But isn't that just like God to take a cultural word to bring about a spiritual change? It's amazing. Because these people would have heard him talking about baptizo, take a bath, and would have been like, what is this dude talking about? I already did that today. Like, like why would I have him do it to me? What would be the difference of of him doing it or me doing it to myself. I'll guarantee you a lot of people would have been saying to each other and thinking to themselves, this doesn't make any sense to have this man baptize me. How is that going to bring about the change in my life that I need? What would be the difference between me doing it or him doing it? And see, the difference was God. Jesus was the difference. See, God was the difference. And so these people would have had to activate their faith. See, see what happens is, is when God tells us to do something that we would normally, we do anyway, we take baths, we get into water all the time. But when God's the one asking us to do it, God is the one that shows up in the midst of it and completely changes everything about our life, makes us brand new, even though it was something we do every single day. See, these people would have taken a measure of faith for every single one of them to walk out to John the Baptist in that water. They would have had to acted on faith. They would have had to walk out in the water by faith and not by sight because it would have made no sense to them at all. But for those who believed, they were completely clean, completely cleansed and made brand new. And isn't that the same thing that we deal with today in in this life too this thought why would I go up there and have him dunk me in some water what is that going to do how is that going to bring about the change in my life that I I needed to bring about how is that going to set me free how is that going to clean me we may even have family members who are naysayers and say that can't do anything for you you're wasting your time It's just water, I'll go put you in water. It ain't gonna do nothing. But for those of us who believe, we'll be completely made clean, completely. Just like the people in the days of John the Baptist. If we put our faith in Jesus, God will make us brand new through water baptism. That's what he promises. That's the promise that he makes to us, that he will clothe us in Christ, and that our baptism will identify us as Christ followers, that we're on his team, that we are a part of the family of God. See, Jesus also did it with John the Baptist. It's kind of a funny story, actually, because here 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 John the Baptist is telling his followers, right? He's like, "Hey, you know, I baptized you with water for the re- for the forgiveness of sin, but one is coming who is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not even worthy to tie. And he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire." And sure enough, here he comes. Jesus comes walking up as he's having this conversation, and he says, "Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the entire world." And he goes up and he falls at Jesus's feet, and Jesus says, "No, no, no, stand up. Son. No, no. You got to baptize me." John the Baptist's like, "What? No." no, 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 that's crazy. You can baptize me, Jesus. I know who you are. He says, no, no, no. You've got to baptize me so that all the words of the scriptures will be fulfilled. See, Jesus wanted to do what he knew he needed us to do. And so he did it as an example for us. See, God will take a cultural word to bring about a spiritual change. Exactly what he's doing right here today. He's taking this cultural celebration, the new year, to bring about a spiritual change, to create in you a clean spirit, to renew in you a clean spirit, to make you a new you. See, today can be a completely different day than any other new year you've ever been, ever been a part of that you've ever lived through, however old you are. It could be completely different today and not simply because it's a new year simply it's 2022 we've never lived in that before but because today you decide to put your faith in the word of god and then god will be the difference maker in your life today he will bring about a renewing in your life a restarting a refreshing this is how good he is and so look right here in a moment i'm going to ask The people who are being baptized in this service to come up and we're going to do that but but before we do that i'd like to just every head bowed every eye closed please every head bowed every eye closed maybe today you're here and you need a change Maybe you need something different. You need to God, you need God to show up in your midst and change the direction of your life. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you've never given your life to Jesus, right now, in this moment, you can do it. Right now. And from this moment forward, everything changes in your life because you've decided to put your faith in Christ. Or maybe today you're, you're here, but you're far from God and you need to recommit your relationship to him. The man, we all want to pray with you. We're all going to pray this prayer together because we're a family. We don't do things alone. We, we do things together as a family because there's power in numbers. We're two on the earth, agree about anything. Our father in heaven will do it for us. That's what the Bible says. And so if every one of you could repeat after me right now, Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord and I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead Jesus I am a sinner in need of a savior come into my life and make me whole in Jesus name and listen if you said that prayer man today The Bible says you have been saved. Your life is changed and transformed.